Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the One Angry Nerd Podcast. Because... You better believe it. I'm the only one this week because the rest of them all didn't show up. Where? Oh, Katie's here. Last possible second, two angry nerds bumped up. I thought it was one. I literally started recording this, Katie, but, and I didn't see you. I was like, there's no one else. <laughs> Katie with the save. How's it going, Katie? Good. How are you? I, I'm good. I'm not really enjoying this heat, if I'm being honest. Um, oh, I've been staying inside. Yeah. I it's like this game of like where can I go where I'm not going to be completely uncomfortable and it's a, a never ending battle. Um but yeah, two ingredients bumped up. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of people are away this week. I know Lee, he's probably not going to be on for a while cuz he's getting ready to move. Uh they they said that he's uh basically going to be uh, moving drugs in Mexico, so good for him. Entrepreneur, that guy. Um, yeah, so. Anyways, um, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just get into it. Uh, the Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, will be helmed by Shang-Chi director Destin Daniel Cretton. And uh, he reportedly will only be directing that. He won't be directing the other Avengers movie coming up, Avengers Secret Wars. What do you think about this, Katie? Mm. Let's see. Did you see Shang-Chi? Hmm. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't really like Shang-Chi that much. Mm. Which I guess is like a betrayal of my culture, but also I just I didn't really like it that much. Yeah, some people have said it's like the best Phase Four movie, and I'm like, what does that say about the other movies that that one's the best? Because like I thought Shang- <laughs> I thought Shang Chi was okay, but I didn't think it was like that great. Um, but. Yeah, thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, a lot of the Marvel movies have been kind of lackluster, so I don't know. But maybe, maybe, maybe should be given a shot. I also wonder if that means Shang-Chi will be like a big player in that movie because like um, the Russos, they did the Captain America sequel and then 
when you go and watch that movie, it's like pretty much it's primarily like a Captain America movie. He's like front and center in those movies. So I kind of wonder if like Shang-Chi is going to be a big part of that Avengers movie, like pretty prominent. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I personally am like, uh, I'd rather they would have gotten somebody that I think could handle bigger ensembles like i was kind of hoping they would bring back the Rousseau brothers because they did so well with infinity war and endgame i did also the the russos are i think they had this idea that after they stopped making marvel movies avengers movies they were going to go and have this great career and like most of the movies they've come out with since have kind of bombed or not been that great so i don't know i was sort of thinking like oh maybe the russos would come back but I have a feeling they'll come back for Secret Wars because that that's one they've talked about. Like, I think they said if there was any Marvel movie that would get them to come back, it would be Secret Wars. So, I'm guessing that that's gonna be your that's gonna be the big one. So, they'll, they'll, they'll come back for that. Um, yeah. Uh, Kevin Feige, head of Marvel Studios, confirms. That the upcoming Fantastic Four MCU reboot will not be an origin story. He basically said, you've seen it enough times. You know their origin story. So, <laughs> they're not going to show it again. Uh, what do you think about this, Katie? Did you need the origin story for the Fantastic Four? Or are you like, nah, don't need it? I don't know enough about Fantastic Four. Mm. To have any thoughts on whether... I want their origin story. <laughs> yeah. I I kind of disagree with Kevin Feige. I feel like the Fantastic Four's origins are not as well known as, like, say, Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man's origin, pretty much everybody knows, right? I I think he thinks that it is, and I, I maybe... I just slightly disagree. I don't think it's as well known as, like, some people think. But... I also think too that like they could have they could easily just do like one scene in the new movie where they just flash back to like them getting their powers. Like that's all I need. I don't need them, you know, figuring out what their name's gonna be or anything. Like that was a big thing with the last Fantastic Four movie. It was like the end of the movie they had to figure out their name, they're like, We're the Fantastic Four. It was, just, it was so bad. Um so yeah, I think just of like one scene where it was like, oh, here's how they got their powers. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, Star Wars The Acolyte details may shed some light on how Sith factor into the High Republic era series. Uh, yeah. I guess the gist of it is, is that there's this like very tribal settlement and they essentially... Um, uh, are protected by the Jedi, but at some point, the Jedi take one of the, the they take the lead character's uh, sister, and they fail to protect the village. So when everyone in the village dies, the the girl tries to get reconnected with her sister, but because she's in training and she can't have connection with her previous life, they're like, nope, you can't see your sister, and that's what leads to her eventually going down the, the path towards the dark side. So I think the they were saying that this is kind of going to paint the Jedi as more of the antagonist, not necessarily the villain, but like, hey, 
they're they're not exactly perfect either and i kind of like that i kind of like that we're taking these established groups of characters the jedi and the sith and kind of playing around with who is the the protagonist and who's the antagonist what do you think about that katie do you care at all or you're like yeah yeah <laughs> fair fair it's not top gun maverick too don't care uh, I'm so sad. That movie's eventually like, going to leave theaters and I'm going to have to figure out something to do with my life. You'll figure it out. <laughs> I I swear I've seen that movie. I've seen Top Gun Maverick in theaters like five or six times at this point. It's it's just... It's funny because I'm not someone to go rewatch a movie in theaters that often. Like I think the most I've rewatched a movie in theaters is like two or three times, so... This is this is pretty big. I was like, oh, I'm really getting into this. But uh, yeah, I I kind of want them to make a Top Gun three, but also at the same time, if they never do, I'll be happy with that too. Uh, David Crumholtz returns as Bernard the Elf in Disney's The Santa Clauses series. People were in uproar when they heard that this guy wasn't coming back. Which I'm like, what is this guy even doing nowadays? Like. He had that role in the in the movie in the nineties, but I don't know what else he's been up to. But uh yeah, they confirmed that he's coming back, so that's that's exciting. You can see Bernard again, your childhood is left intact. What do you think, Kate? Do you care? Not really. <laughs> I'm thinking about whether I care, and the answer that pops up in my head is not really. The funny thing is, too, is like he doesn't really. He looks uh quite a bit different. I'll put it lightly than he used to. So like, I don't know what they're gonna go with it. Like, if they're gonna be like, oh, he's he ain't doing it anymore. He's out of shape or whatever. I don't know. Which is very strange because if you look at what he looks like nowadays, he kind of looks like Nick Offerman more than the kid from the Santa Claus movies. So, hmm. yeah. Well, Internet Rejoice, you got your, your favorite character from your favorite movie back. Yay. Go, Internet. Uh, speaking of people coming back to movies... Ben Affleck is confirmed to return as Batman in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So that's exciting, I guess. Do people really care if Ben Affleck came back? <laughs> I guess there is a logistical thing behind this because originally The Flash was going to come out before Aquaman 2. And that would have set up that Michael Keaton is the new Batman in this universe. Not... Um, ben Affleck but now Aquaman 2 is coming out before The Flash and I guess they were testing this and then people were like confused they're like why is why is Michael Keaton back I'm so confused so they basically reshot the scenes they shot with Michael Keaton but with Ben Affleck because I guess it makes more sense to show Ben Affleck at the end of the movie than it does Michael Keaton even though Michael Keaton's eventually gonna I guess take over as the Batman of this, this universe so 
yeah, there's a bit of a reason for it. It's not just nepotism or whatever else. It's apparently to <laughs> nepotism. <laughs> to like, we prefer Ben Affleck over Michael Keaton or something. I don't know. Yeah. Do you, do you really care which Batman shows up in the Aquaman movie? I'm. I don't really follow Batman. So. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Uh, MGM loses the rights to Tomb Raider, at least the movies. And uh, Alicia Vicklander is out as Lara Croft. So. I I guess she she, she ain't going to be raiding tombs anytime soon. Uh, I think they were going to make a sequel for the longest time to that uh, movie that was eh. And. it just was not happening. The, the scripts weren't working. They couldn't find directors. And yeah, it's just done. They're going to reboot it and do something different with it. Uh, personally, I don't really care that much about uh, Tomb Raider to really care if we see another movie again. But yeah, what do you think, Katie? Do you care about that character, that world, Tomb Raider? I don't think I've ever watched Tomb Raider, to be honest. Now that I think about it, I don't mm. think I have. Fair. So I don't I don't even know who Lara Croft is. Okay. Is it like the main person that raids the tombs? Yeah. She she raids the tombs. Uh <laughs> Yeah. She goes on a boat, boat gets stranded, and then she's got to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's, 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 eh. Yeah. Well, she's out. Somebody else will be in. Who? Hmm. I don't really know. Who could play Lara Croft? That's the good question. Okay. Uh, and then final bit of news this week. Creed and Rocky are getting another spinoff. So we had the Rocky movies and then those started to lose steam. And then they brought in the Creed movies, which were pretty good. And now they're bringing in another one called Drago. That's going to f- focus on the character of Ivan Drago, presumably. Even though we got most of their story in the Creed and Rocky movies. So I'm not sure what story is left but we're getting it and hopefully you enjoy it because lord knows i might not everyone always has more stories to tell so i guess this is their time and realistically too uh it makes sense from my perspective that you're going to uh have this um you know these movies where really it's about the fighting i don't think the plot really matters that much and they're just gonna be like yep we're gonna have the fights we're gonna have some punching and some bleeding some people yelling at each other it's gonna be great all right i think that is it for the news 
let's take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and review some stuff all right back in a bit hey everybody it's curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're brought to you by amazon prime amazon prime's got amazing content such as the boys the expanse the marvelous mrs mazel goliath and so much more don't have to take our word for it go try out a 30-day trial of the service see if you like it if you'll want to stick around They've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up, and you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits, so sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right, we're back. Katie, did you watch anything this week? Not even for review, just in general. Mm. Did I watch anything? I watched the really really old selena biopic like the one that kick-started jennifer oj oh j-lo yeah yeah j-lo's career um what else did i watch i watch a lot of documentaries oh i've been watching um the new disney plus show candy about candy montgomery all right that's cool i i was mostly just watching frasier oh mm. i did start rewatching breaking bad my girlfriend's never seen it before so she wanted to watch breaking bad so we're watching it very good show underrated um but yeah let's review some movies uh including 13 lives it's a new movie coming to uh amazon prime it's directed by ron howard uh it's basically about a soccer team that gets lost and uh people go to rest rescue them and it's a very long movie two and a half hours arguably did not need to be that long there was actually plenty of times where i thought this is a little too long in the tooth um i understand that like yeah, you've got to tell stories where you need some time to breathe and tell that story properly, but this movie didn't need to be two hours and 30 minutes. It could have been like an hour 45 even. Like it, There's a lot that could have been trimmed from this movie. Um, and I think uh, when you're watching this, it becomes pretty like, serviceable, but it's just unremarkable. There's just not really anything to it that kind of makes it feel interesting or thriving aside from... Just a few uh, little sequences there. Um, yeah. It kind of felt also, too, like a little paint-by-numbers, too. Like, it felt like the stories that they were telling and the characters and actors and all that, like, it all kind of felt... Even though it's based on real life, so I guess... I don't know. It is it is real. It did kind of feel a little, little bland. Could have used a little bit of sprucing up, I think. Uh, but there's some good actors in this, and I think they kind of saved the movie from being totally forgettable uh, you got Viggo Mortensen Colin Farrell Joel Edgerton so there is some decent performances here but yeah just not nearly enough to have kept my interest all throughout so I give it a 6 out of 10 cool and then I also watched the DC League of Super Pets which is a movie uh I thought it was okay. I I guess the idea is with it is that they were trying to like 
you know, the Superman, Superman and the rest of the Justice League are basically kidnapped and it's up to their pets to rescue the superheroes. Um, yeah, it's okay. It uh, doesn't really... Even though I, I ended up thinking it was funnier than it sh should have been. Like, I don't know. I guess I had low expectations for the humor in this. But, uh, yeah. I think the the villain of this, who I won't really spoil, is pretty annoying. Um, but, yeah. Some of the... Uh, some of the other voice acting in this is a little bit rough. Huh. I like how I use the word rough in a movie with dogs. Anyways. Um... Yeah, uh, The Rock plays uh, Crypto, Superman's dog, and he, in the beginning of the movie, he's just, his voice lines and all that are just a little too obnoxious. Um, yeah, I kind of felt like this movie would have done better on, like, a streaming service like Crave or HBO Max. I feel like in theaters, it just wasn't quite high quality enough if that makes sense so yeah i i'm gonna give it like a six out of ten as well uh it just it lacked a lot of polish and finesse to kind of make it a really good movie that being said there were some really good moments natasha leone uh shows up in this and she's hilarious so there is a few good laughs and it is surprisingly funny but yeah it just fails to be totally competent in terms of a film so there is that. Okay. Uh, next up is Paper Girls, which is on Amazon Prime. It's a show about girls that travel back in time. Or not travel back in time, they travel forward in time. And uh, there's a whole conflict between these two groups that they kind of get caught in. And uh, yeah, there's some twists along the way. Jason Manzoukas shows up at a certain point. Uh, I thought it was okay. I did think that the the show really was focused on the characters. I think that worked well. Uh, and I think sometimes the overarching narrative and the two groups and all that did kind of get a little bit lackluster at times. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a whole point with one group at the end that I was just like, oh, it felt a little too cheesy. And considering the show was kind of like largely based on these girls who felt very real to kind of go a little bit elevated in terms of like sci-fi concepts and stuff and it got a little silly where it kind of just seemed to clash with the real world tone of the of the show so i give it an 8 out of 10 it is still pretty good but yeah just a little bit could have been a little bit more cohesive as a package uh, and then we also have Clusterfuck Woodstock 99, which is out on Netflix. Uh, this is a three-episode-long documentary series about the 1999 Woodstock Festival. Uh, just basically how it became a clusterfuck. Uh, there's not really too much to this. It's not really like full of any twists or anything. But it's basically how did this, how did this festival go from bad to just god-awful... Uh, and yeah, you get to see like basically how there was very little in the way of food or running water and they people got violent and were destroying things. And it's just, yeah, it just kind of turns into, yeah, they literally say it, the clusterfuck. So, um, interesting enough, 
Uh, I think it was good that it was only three episodes, because I think it would, if it was longer, it would have kind of overstayed its welcome. Three episodes kind of felt perfect for it. Uh, I give it a 9 out of 10. And then finally, we have the final season of Lock and Key, season 3, out on Netflix soon. Uh, this season, obviously being the last, wraps up a lot of key storylines. But also, too, just kind of, I don't know, just felt like it was it was just sort of saying goodbye to these characters that we felt we haven't had that much time with. And I think the problem with Lock and Key so far has been that they've kind of avoided some of the darker concepts of the comic. Uh, and for better or for worse, I think the show could have been a little darker and been a little bit less, I don't know, lighthearted and fantastical and whimsical. Uh, yeah, they do a good job of wrapping up storylines and characters, and I did feel largely satisfied um, yeah, especially, like, when it gets closer to the end, you just get, like, just wrapping up these characters, and I thought they were solid resolutions, and they even use one of the keys, and there's, like, a very good poignant scene, so, I don't know, I, you'll see, you'll know it when you see it, but, um, yeah, just a good solid resolution to the show. I did feel like the season could have used a few more reveals and kind of twists and turns, it did feel like they were largely just playing it straight. And I kind of like when the show is doing some cool reveals and twists. And there just wasn't as many. And I get it. They're trying to wrap up storylines. But I kind of felt like there could have been maybe a few more reveals, a few more twists to keep it interesting. So I'd give this, uh, I'd give this an 8 out of 10 as well. It's, it's okay. It could have been a little bit better. But still pretty good on its all right. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to take a quick break. And then uh, we're going to talk about our movie club this week, which is... Good luck to you, Leo Grande. All right. Back in a sec. Hey, Spark. Have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man. It's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost. I'm the ghost of streaming What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash creating so you can try the service for free for one month. 
If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? Hello, everybody. We're back. No recap this week. No, no new shows to really recap. But we do have our movie club this week, which is good luck to you, Leo Grande. Um, I did not know anything about this movie going in, so I went in fresh. Um, what about you, Katie? Have you seen this movie before? No. This is my first time. And what did you think of it? At first, when I was first like when I was first watching it, I was like, "What the heck am I watching right now? Like, what what is happening?" But then I thought it was kind of like I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very insightful movie, given that um, they really did research on um, the characters they were trying to portray. Um, and it it really like opened a discussion on like body image and self acceptance and stuff like that and it really i guess i really enjoyed like this dynamic between them Emma Thompson and Dylan McCormick mm-hmm. um and i i thought it was a very unconventional movie that uh shed light on a lot of things that weren't usually um brought to the table so i really enjoyed the movie nice yeah i i did not see it before oh and hey spark's here spark we're talking about your movie club this week oh what's up what's up good luck to you leo grande um yeah uh, yeah, I think, uh, for me, this movie was, uh, I, I, again, I didn't see any trailers. I didn't know anything about it going in. I went in blind. And I, I largely enjoyed it. I did feel like the movie was, like, pretty small scope. Like, most of what happens happens in the hotel room, which was interesting. I did kind of feel like maybe I wanted it to feel a little bigger at times. I don't know. Maybe if they go out and go do some things or something like that, but... Uh, still very good. Uh, but I also feel like because it was set in such a small set, it really relied on their dynamic with each other, which I appreciated a lot. Yeah. Like, it's kind of one of those things that, for me, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, I do like the small, intimate atmosphere because it did kind of work for these characters and like them kind of exploring each other and figuring each other out uh yeah i think i was like there's like a scene at the end where it kind of like takes place in a restaurant and it was like there was just some interesting stuff they were doing with it and i was like oh i could have used like maybe a, a scene or two with that more but yeah um yeah spark what do you think of this movie yeah, I was surprised at uh, how little happened in the first hour because um, the, the the preview uh, made it seem like this was going to be uh, notably more sexual, obviously, as it's a story about a woman and her sex worker. But I didn't hate it. 
I'll be honest, like in the beginning, I'm like, they're doing a whole lot of talking. But then the, they started really getting into like what it means to be a parent and like that kind of di di dynamic. And um, obviously the the gentleman, I don't know his name, but he's like very good looking, but he was, he was very good at like kind of being soft with her in, in a way that, that didn't seem disingenuous, um, which is what a good sex worker would be able to do. Uh, so uh, Katie's... Their, their dynamic was enjoyable to watch, but I, I would say that once they took the world outside the hotel room, I was way I was I was way more interested, and I and I wish that they had done that sooner. Yeah, that was kind of my thing too. Is like I kind of wanted a little bit more outside the hotel room, and like I didn't need the whole thing to take place outside of the hotel room. I did like what they were doing in there, but yeah, just kind of felt like I don't know. I could use like maybe a scene or two. Like, I thought a great scene would have been, like, maybe them walking along the street and somebody, like, gives them kind of, like, a judgmental glance or something. Like, you know, to kind of show that, like, the outside world can be judgmental or something. Like, it would have just been an easy scene to throw in and just kind of show that the outside world does exist in this. But, yeah, just could have used a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, also the end of it when they when you when they finally have shown having sex was a little jarring because they had been so like demure and almost prudish in there and and like how they shot the film so then at the very end to be like just kidding there's them slapping skin it's like oh just, hold on <laughs> i wasn't prepared for that again i'm not necessarily complaining it's just it was a it was a weird change of uh, of a pace that I, I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Also, too, I noticed that like they were very careful of which nudity they showed. There was like little yes. flashes of nudity, but it was very like you could tell they they did it with like very much intent, which is good, I guess. But it was also like a movie like this. I think that you the the audience would forgive them if they showed a little bit of flesh, like. Could have showed a little yes. bit more. Not saying you had to, but like in a movie like this, I was a little surprised there wasn't nearly as much nudity as you would think with a movie about a sex worker. So, yeah, I was. That it wasn't like I was like, oh yeah, I gotta go in looking for this, but like, I don't know, I was just a little <laughs> surprised at how restrained the movie was with. Same. With Again, the not necessarily a complaint, just my expectations were different. Yeah. And that could be a me problem. That may, like, I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Did you guys um, like the, the, like, when they were finally outside and they had that kind of conversation and she was, like, keeping it real uh, with her former student? Was that, like, a, a highlight of the movie for you guys or not so much? I liked it. Yeah. I think it showed that, like, who she was outside of the bedroom there. Like, she was a very strict person from the sounds of it, right? So, yeah. And then to kind of see her ease up with that student was kind of like, okay, she's kind of learning and becoming a bit more of, like, a well-rounded person. So, I liked it. What okay. about you, Katie? I think that that wasn't the highlight um but it was i guess a turning point in her character mm -hmm. that showcased like 
what what I saw was in those three meetings prior to them to, like that um it was sort of like a therapy session for her mm-hmm. um <laughs> and so I thought I thought like that scene was showcasing her growth um understanding that there's no shame in doing what she's doing and also there's like she was saying to Leo that there's no need to hide so I guess like that's her not hiding um mm. herself as well so I thought that was interesting mm-hmm. yes definitely a moment a moment of, of growth um literally just from when they first like she was so afraid so she was like get away and also you work here then that means that was a bad teacher look how you ended up and then he's there and she's so like kind of soft and vulnerable with him and then like she's like oh wait hold on i was actually kind of shitty to you before um sorry mm-hmm. now i'm gonna go get smashed <laughs> i was like well, it was like, I mean, it, it happened in such real time, the difference between when they first interacted to when they when they ended. Um, and then, of course, the, the, the very end, um, which I guess I won't spoil or whatever, uh, but no words were used, but, like, it just it really showed full circle how, like, the difference that had been made in, like, one month. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. I think it's time to give this movie a score. What are you both thinking for a score? I'm gonna give it a an eight. Okay. What about you, Spark? Yeah, I was gonna go seven, seven and uh, a half. Good, good movie. Well, well written, well acted. May, maybe a bit too wordy from for me, which is gonna drop some of the score. Um, and then I, I wanted the movie to be paced faster, but in general, I think it was. I think it's good. I think it's a, it discusses a lot of important things that aren't covered necessarily so much. Um, and I, I would recommend people watch it, especially if you're in a relationship, especially if you're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'd go with the seven. I thought it was good. I just thought it it kind of could have used a little bit more scale to it you know just got to take things outside of that hotel room and do a bit more like that scene at the end worked so well and i kind of just wanted a little bit more of that like just another seat or two just you know and oftentimes i'm saying movies are way too long and in this case like i wanted a little bit more didn't need like mm-hmm. a whole lot more but just a few scenes to kind of show that the outside world still existed um would have been would have been nice i could have actually like kept the pace a little bit more interesting because yeah I think everything kind of taking place in that hotel room and it being very talky, it it was fine, but it was just it, it it kind of slowed down the pace quite a bit. And I think some people will like a movie like that, and others like me, and it sounds like even Spark too, will just be like, uh, yeah, I needed something to kind of pick up the pace a little bit. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that's it for this week and this week's movie club. But next week. Going to the Overlook Hotel, and we're gonna discuss The Shining. So, Ooh. yeah, Kubrick yeah, doing ho- Kubrick doing horror. So, we'll we'll do like that. It. We'll do that next week. Awesome. Okay. Well, 
with that said, we'll see y'all next time. Bye for now.